What's it? Oh, okay. oh, hey, I think we're hey. recording. Yeah, we are recording. <laughs> hey, Mike. Uh, hey, Byron. Hello, friends, family, and everyone <laughs> in between. Welcome back to the Feel Good Podcast, the podcast where we are talking to our heroes about the good they're putting into the world and the things that make them feel good. I am your Phil co-host, Byron Filler. With me, as always, is uh, basically, me. yeah, Barry Allen's doppelganger. I'm Barry Allen's doppelganger? Okay, Barry Allen is your doppelganger. But I thought he had, like, blonde hair and blue eyes. You 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 speed you speed force. I speed there, force. You speed force real good. I do, and I'm the good co-host, Mike Osgood. So hello. Yes. Uh, Sorry, this was a very misguided compliment. It, it's all good. I'll take it. He's a superhero. <laughs> I'm for it. Uh, Mike, how, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. I've been working a lot. I've been taking care of this puppuccino over here. Oh, by the way, goodness. guys, special appearance by Rosie. She is cat dogging. Uh, no, man, I've been good. I've been, I've been fine. I've been super busy, but yeah. you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm living. Byron, how the heck are you, man? I'm doing good. It's a we're recording on a Saturday morning here. Oh yeah, we it's are. Just we, I had to start playing God of War and getting As into yeah. Uh, oh man, so like, and so Mike good. and I have been talking a little, like a little bit of God of War outside of, uh, oh man, that Thor fight. Oh. That Thor fight. I died so many times. He well, really, dude. I was playing it on like the second hardest difficulty. Playing, okay, so I, I, I want a challenge. You if want I'm a challenge? Face gods, I want a challenge. So I'm I'm on medium difficulty. I'm okay. not the I'm not the most like competitive person. I like more of an immersive experience. Like I'm not somewhat like if I really love a game, I'll go yeah. back and do it on hard difficulty. But I feel like there's just so much out there. It's like I just want to experience this. I want to see the world. But like even so, that fight was so much fun the biggest and best thing about this whole game is the writing and the yeah it is it's really good it's the banter in a way like it's leading to the characters like the it you get the personality of them they are gods they are all powerful they are cocky but they also use now and day kind of verbiage to Yes. Get the point across, which is so much fun and so many quippy moments. Um, right. But I love it. It's so good. It's so good. So I think. Uh, speaking of gods. Speaking uh, of gods. <laughs> we're talking today to uh, Robbie Jimenez. We're talking to him about. Uh, so he is an American Ninja Warrior contestant. He is a musician. He is also a he is a youth pastor. Um, so we were talking a little bit about faith and religion here, and we wanted to take a second before we even get into the episode to kind of just talk about where Mike and I come from in the conversation. Not that this episode is anything where we get heated, but religion means a lot of different things to people, as even those who are, uh, do not have uh, faith in the traditional sense of faith and I figured 
it's best for Mike and I to come into the conversation, share where we come from in all of this, because you're going to hear a lot of where Robbie comes from. Yeah. And I think, so Mike, what do you want to talk about like uh, your, your side of things? Yeah, I'll talk about mine. I've, I've experienced religion a lot uh, uh, in my life. And for me, I've come to the realization that it's not for me. Um, but I don't want to disparage anybody and their religious experiences or the communities and everything that they have built. For me, I come from a place of treating people with love and respect and goodness and wishing nothing but the best for people. And regardless of if there is an afterlife or not, that they everybody gets the best that they can possibly get. So for me... That's where I kind of lie. I lean more towards the scientific things. But like I said, the thing that I absolutely love the most in regards to religion and everything there is the community and the people and the support structures that people can rely on. Um, So that's my point of view. And I love having conversations with people and hearing about the goodness that can come from it. Is it for me? No. But I'm not here to yuck anybody's yum. So, Byron, what yes. about you? What What's um, your place? So, I, yeah, I don't know how to say without sounding like a nihilist. Like, I don't give a crap. Like, I, you know. Yeah. I, for me, it's more about, I have a lot of fascination around, um, around religion this the stories and and all denominations i'm i've experienced enough uh ethereal things in terms of just connections and moments in my life where i i don't have an explanation and but i've never really been interested in going so far down that rabbit hole to try to drive myself because i don't want to say like driving myself crazy like rapid like going around in circles and circles and circles and circles to try to really focus on it i think a lot of what i and this has been about a couple things my personal struggles and my neurodivergence and trying to just be present it's like oh here's an extra thing to really think about and not allow me to be present the other thing that i think about pretty often is like i'm i'm jewish and i Are was you? raised really yes yes wow okay yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> at least in the jewish religion there's the race component to it mm-hmm. there it's not just uh it's not just like uh, you know if i stop believing in judaism tomorrow i'm still jewish because i was born jewish so there is a lot of that conversation that i spend time reconciling with i feel like to me i love to continue just having a fluid conversation about relief and focus on being in that place which i think was just it was really nice is why i was very grateful to robbie for coming on and hanging with us and talking to us and being open-minded with us because I think at least our impressions of uh, people in his faith uh, are 
basically they can be very stubborn and it's refreshing to see someone who is of the Christian faith who is sitting there who like thinks very similarly to you and I. Yeah, but I think in regardless with this, this conversation with Robbie is going to not only just discuss religion, it's going to talk about the power of perseverance and overcoming failure and people utilizing a variety of different ways of how to get over these things of when failure occurs you get up and you keep moving but mm-hmm. i don't think we should tell his story i think maybe maybe we let him i think, think we, we let, let him. him i think we let him right. let's do this let's do this <laughs> start off because i feel like we're just already having too much fun and we just get this in context of actual interview so in (laughs) three in two ladies and gentlemen friends family and everybody in between welcome to the most exciting most awesomest most freaking fantastical episode of the feel good podcast today we are joined by one of the most crazy talented people I've know, uh, who has the musical ear of a guitar tuner who can sit there and jam whatever you want him to do. He can run up any obstacle that you want him to. He is part Spider-Man, part Spider-Man. Freddie Mercury. He Freddie is Mercury. beautiful, fantastic. Beautiful. Look at this man's face. Fantastic. This is Robbie Jimenez. How are you? I'm doing amazing <laughs> now that it is a beautiful Thursday and we're all wearing primary colors. We so. are. Everybody look at this. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Hell yeah. Matching. Also, yep. check out my Nirvana socks. Oh, bro. You can't, you can't throw that. Okay. Um, I, can throw I don't that. have any I can socks, throw that. but I have a Mexican chancla. Um, <laughs> this is a pass, pass down to me by my father's father and his father. Favorito. So. Yes, uh, exactly. Robbie. Besides having cool shoes, how are you <laughs> how doing are you today, doing? man? <laughs> um, I'm good, bro. I'm good. How how are you guys doing? <sighs> Amazing, now. Good. Amazing. Good. good. Uh, I feel a lot better. <laughs> as Just one that. guests, everybody that's listening, we've already had about 20 minutes of laughter before this, as we've done some tech warm up. So we're hoping Very to pass giggly. this along to you. Quite. So. Uh, the way that we're going to start that off with is before we start talking about anything good, y'all know what we got to do. We have to address the bad, and we're going to go oh, into man. our moment of bad. Aww. Let's acknowledge this. Let's put about 60 seconds on the clock for a little bit of each of us and just get, let's throw something into the universe and make it be gone. Uh, right? Byron, I'm still thinking of mine, so I'm going to throw it to yours first. Okay, so here, here's what I'll say. I had a meltdown yesterday now if y'all know what an autistic meltdown looks like it's um not it's not a fun experience because from the outside looking in it's a lot of crying it's a lot of all the uh, all of these kinds of you know i i look like i'm kind of curled up on the ground it's all of these sorts of different things and to me inside my head what's really going on is like if you take like the mirror dimension and pass it through the room of requirement through a black hole that's prolapsing eternity then um 
yeah, you would be crying too. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's always, it, it, it's always, and you can't avoid it. That That's the thing that's really, it, I don't want to call it bad because it's not about it being bad. It's the, the bad is that I have to go through it. There isn't really a choice in any of this. There is actually a degree of this where I go through it and there's certain experiences that I have unleashing that amount of emotion all that once it is in entirely complex and beautiful and just really big but in the fact that there's just no choice in it and it's just like buckle up everybody we're going for this ride and it's like i'm not a fan of roller coasters and this stuff is just not fun it's it's just it's not fun in the moment so i'm not going to I'm not going to make meltdowns be gone. I'm going to make being forced to have a meltdown be gone because I'm just not going to sit here and negate something that I would never change for the world. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. Hey, Byron. Yeah. We yeah. love you. Thank you. Yeah. You're beautiful. Man. The fact that you've like gone through that journey multiple times just tells me that you're the most mentally swole person I've ever met. <laughs> Flex that brain. Been through the vortex. Do you even think, bro? <laughs> do you even? <laughs> do you even contemplate, bro? Uh, that. Oh my god, that is beautiful. And uh, thank you, Robbie. I I really mm -hmm. appreciate that. I'm here for the next 90 minutes. Let's go. Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> Robbie, I'm still trying to think of a bad right now. If you have anything that is like bothering you that you want to throw into the atmosphere, uh, feel free to throw it yeah, out. Yeah, man, I'll, I'll throw it out. It, and it's, and it's heavy just because, you know, like what's, you know, it with, with good, like there's also bad that we combat in life. And my band members, man, I, there's been like two, like, there's just been a bucket load of bad news I'm, I'm hearing, like, with, with my bandmates. Um, terrible sicknesses. We had, uh, you know, two different family members of them pass away within the past I'm sorry week. to hear that. And so it's just, it's it's heavy, man. And it's just like, it, they're not, I didn't know any of the family members, but I know my bandmates. And I and I see, you know, I just I just know that they, they feel so deeply and... Um, but what's cool is that, you know, even though none of us are like blood related and like ethnically, like we're all very different background culturally, um, we're a family and, you know, we become united. And what's really cool is I remember Sunday morning, we were getting ready to, um, we were getting ready to, uh, you know, do our thing and uh, play a set and a worship set. And um, all of a sudden, one of our band members who, you know, had uh, had a relative pass away, she's literally calling Eric and she's like, hey, I'm on my way. He's like, what? You should be like grieving and mourning right now. She's like, nope, I'm ready to worship. Let's go. I'm on my way. And so it's just it's it's amazing how I'm very honored to be with very resilient, resilient people um, who can process what they're going through um but at the same time like still choose like hey i'm still gonna you know show up yeah. and, and do yeah. something with my day so. well that's i mean we send our best to 
your bandmates and their families and everything like that. Much love to much yeah. love everybody. Um, and all the love, all the love, there we go, guys. We're gonna start yeah. a, a podcast tritet. What do you call it? Three people quartet. Tritet's not tritet's not a word. I don't care. Put it in the dictionary right Let's now. It. It's my favorite. Um. Yeah. So. <laughs> we're the full good tritet, and today we're yep. doing uh, much love, much love. Yes, uh, I like. I was struggling to find a bad for this week, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna tie it on to like what you guys are doing, and then also I'm just gonna use this to be a quick little simple plug of why we do this podcast, um, mm. which is that life isn't perfect and it's not going to be perfect for everybody that achievement of like pure unadulterated happiness is it's if you can find that that's awesome but majority of people aren't going to be able to and it takes a lot of experience and it takes a lot of loss regardless of what that loss is of if it's losing a person or if it's having some challenges within your mental atmosphere that's going on, like whatever it may be, everybody has those experiences that build them into the people that they are today. And they also have the things that make them feel good. And they rely on those things of your bandmate being choosing to come and play with the people that they love and be able to perform because that's a thing that makes them feel good, especially during a time of loss, a heavy thing. You need to be able to find the time to cut out of your day of when things are hitting the fan or even in the moments of just kind of pure quiet. Take a moment for yourself to do that thing, regardless of whatever it is that makes you feel good. Just that little sprinkle of goodness that just brings you a little bit of joy. Just do it and have it treat yourself. And let's make that become. Let's let's bring that into the galaxy and whatever else it may be. And just make that a thing and make yourself feel good. Make and that's it, been our moment make of that. Happen. Yes. Make it happen. <laughs> Manifest it. Let's freaking go. Can we just say that my favorite thing, I've never heard the ter- expression uh, mental atmosphere before. And that just sounds the most like magical version of like someone's brain. I literally think of like Northern Lights. It's just like, let me dive in your mental atmosphere. It definitely sounds a lot better than mental purgatory. That's true. <laughs> I'm here all week. If you ever need any other mismatch of words or whatever, I got you. Uh, $200 yes, an you. hour. It works. Thank, um, you. thank you, Mikey. Worth but it. No, uh, I'll give you guys family friend discounts. It'll be great. Yeah. Anywho, guys, we are here with our friend, the wonderful, awesome Robbie Jimenez, who is such an incredible human being in regards to a variety of different things. Not only is he an American Ninja Warrior contestant and all-around badass ninja, um, an incredible bass player. He has done so many things, but I don't want to tell his story. I want him to tell us his story. Because like all good superheroes, they come with an origin story. Robbie, what's yours? Oh, my goodness. Man. All right. Well, um, one day I was born. And then um, after that... (laughs) 
Thanks, Wait, Bobby's how, mom and dad. When are we starting? Yeah. Thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, I would, I would say, um, you know, start starting. I'll take it in like grade school, probably around you know kindergarten to second grade area. Um, I definitely grew up as a very scrawny kid, um, but I knew that I loved athletics and I knew that I loved art as well. Not quite in the music um, yet. Uh, but I know that I was put in special needs from kindergarten to second grade just because my mind was wired a little bit differently. I would, you know, laser focus in on whatever, like whatever was important to me or I had my attention, like my whole world was what was in front of me. And like it would, and you know, I just remember as a kid, sometimes it would turn into like, if I'm like on a math problem, I'm like, I gotta get this right. And if the English teacher, you know, or if the teacher, I should say, came in and just said, hey, we're going to switch to English book now. I'm like, no, we're not. <laughs> no, there's this I'm, question that needs I'm, to get solved. I'm, I'm trying to figure out 64 divided by eight, bro. I'm trying to, like, make things happen right now. And it's, it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I should have told myself <laughs> that. <back. laughs> That's Come fair. on, little Robbie. But no, um, I would just I was just so hyper focused on it. And I think that helped me in my passion for art because whatever I was dedicating my mind into, like it was my best. Um, and I think like as a grown man, like that's translated in certain ways. Mm -hmm. I just, I've been able to mentally um, kind of like limit myself in senses like, okay, like, Hey, I can actually let go of this. It's not that big of a deal. Um, and that's taken time to process. Um, but you know, I'm like eight years old and my family has, you know, my family was one of those families that had a uh, piano in their living room that was more of a decorative piece than the actual thing mm -hmm. to be studied or touched. Yeah. And that upset me. Um, so <laughs> I touched it. <laughs> you press the button. I pressed several oh, buttons. Oh, you touched it good. Yep. I touched, I touched the button, but, uh, as I was, you know, as I was touching more of these keys, like I just was in, in love with sound. Um, you know, I, I just grew, I, I just remember, um, I would, I would pick up little things and sure enough, like I remember the first song that I ever learned was actually the Titanic theme song. And my I'm heart just, you will know, go on. yeah, my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Mike. I got I'm, you. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Celine Dion. What a champ. <laughs> yeah. What a champ. But anyways, like I'm just like figuring out these songs like on my own. And then fast forward, I start learning, you know, alto saxophone in sixth grade. And I would just, you know, I, I would just love sound. And, and I remember I was in class and you had these clarinet players that were playing, you know, the main melody lead for like, I think the song was like American Patrol or something like that. But it was this really cool, like, I'm like, yo, that's dope i'm gonna learn that on alto saxophone <laughs> and so i learned it on the sax and the clarinet players would get so mad at me like one one day like one person was like play your part and i'm like no <laughs> my <laughs> so, part's boring i want to play yeah. yours yeah so, jazz it up in here that's right like i actually stood up and there were pyrotechnics and i suddenly had uh visor glasses on um when i when i played the melody as, one, as one does they channel yes. the magical like saxophone god energies Pretty and much. it happens yep 
And then it was at that point, then the teacher told me to sit down and learn my own part. But anyways, um, so we fast forward um, high school. I'm picking up a little bit of guitar. Um, and I remember I was just, you know, my mission playing guitar was to shred and become the ultimate guitar god and melt every single face that I came across. That was my mission uh, at 15. As is standard for a 15-year-old. Listen to, you know, Zeppelin, Guns N' Roses, ACDC, mm-hmm. you name it. That was like the total um, genre that I was in at the time. And then I started a, a, ba- a band with um, me and Mikey's buddy, Tommy. Shout out to you, Tommy. Mm-hmm. Um, we were we were starting a band. He was playing guitar. I was playing guitar. And he's like, dude, we need to find a bass player. And you're borrowing your friend's bass. Can you, like, I don't know, play it? And I'm like, no, bass is stupid. <laughs> like, Who wants to play bass? <laughs> I thought bass was so boring. I was just like, you know, it's just most like single. Like, I felt like it was it mentally. It was just like my occupying like the, you know, the the space capacity of like a single peanut like you know to play like a bass like it was just one note over and over and over again and so you know reluctantly just because i was trying to be nice like i was like okay i'll do it for a little bit um and then i came across you know bass players like the flea uh from about chili peppers and getty lee from rush and my whole world was changed and i just fell in love with bass um and meanwhile like you know kind of going back into the physicality side of like, you know, still being scrawny, but still wanted to be, you know, have fun and be athletic. I would always, my thing, my favorite game to play growing up was tag. Um, because, and I always wanted to be it. Like literally, like I would just like <laughs> cheat yeah. pose until the person was it like tagged me because I just wanted to outrun everybody. And I just wanted to like, you know, catch them and like show how fast I could be. Um, and then I remember I finally got to play um, uh, freshman year. I signed up to play football and I got to play cornerback, which was super fun because um, I couldn't really catch the ball, yeah. but I was fast. So I could run and swat the ball out of the way and stop the wide receiver from like ever catching it. Um, and it was at that crossroads in high school, I really decided, like, you know what, like, I really feel like I'm meant to do music. So this is where I had to say, you know, see you later to sports and, you know, all physical activities and just kind of stick with my musical path. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I did that. I, you know, I've been in and out of quite a few bands, been on some tours, super fun. Um, you know, I've really been grateful and enjoyed my time with all the musicians, uh, you know, across the nation that I've been able to jam with and, you know, call band brothers and everything like that. But then we we fast forward to, I would say, college, Um, first year, uh, freshman year of college. And I was just like, you know, I'm like, I hate being like five foot eight and 115 pounds. I'm over it. Uh, (laughs) Like, I just, I want to, I want to, I want to like how I look. I want to feel like, you know, physically active and everything like that. So I was just kind of in this, in this venture of like trying to find out what's my niche, like what's my hobby outside of, you know, music, which ultimately like has become my career now. And so in college time, I'm like, I'm exploring a little bit. Um, and 
you know, we fast forward a little bit more. Um, I'm in California. Um, I'm married to my amazing wife, Vanessa. Um, I'm about 25, 26 at this point. And I'm still wondering what my, my physical, like my athletic niche is. Um, and I'm like, you know what? I'm doing parkour. Like, screw it. Like, I'm just that. Those videos look so cool, man. Like, I just want to do flips and I just want to climb things. Like, not not like a stereotypical like. Oh, I want to work out and I want to go do CrossFit or I want to go hit the gym and do boxing. No, you're just like, I just want to go jump off things. I want to be Spider Man. Was pretty much like, yeah. you know, what I was thinking in my you head. You know what? Like, fair. Fair. Totally yeah. fair. And so, like, I know I go on Google and I'm like, I'm like, all right, parkour gym. Um, so the nearest parkour gym was about 45 minutes drive for me, but then there was a ninja gym that was a 10 minute drive for me. And okay. I haven't even watched like American Ninja Warrior at this point or anything like that. I'm like, that looks pretty cool. I mean, it's 10 minutes. Like, I'll I'll check it out. And I get in. Um, it's a really cool looking gym, and I. You know, I'm just kind of swinging across rings. I'm trying it out. And when I tell you guys, it was like love at first sight. It was literally love at first sight. But I was it love at first swing? I guess swing because like I don't have telekinesis, unfortunately. So like I can't just look at thing and like, you know, make it move or whatever. But yeah, it was it was amazing. And I'll never forget the feeling of just going like being like absolutely drenched in sweat, super tired, and just, like, sore all over for the next four days, thinking, I need to come back. I, I wish I had that kind of uh, inclination, like, having been to, like, maybe a couple trampoline parks, and you go in, and you think, this is going to be so much fun, 15 yeah. minutes in, you're like, I am <laughs> diaphragm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My diaphragm is broken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I've had way too many experiences of being the 25 year old that invites everybody to a trampoline park for their birthday and then yeah. having all my friends like Rob Robbie knows that also too. I'm a person who likes to be physically active and running around kind of doing that kind of stuff too. But yeah, like inviting a bunch of people to go to a trampoline park for your birthday when everybody else is at, like in their later 20s, early 30s, and everybody's just staring at you like, "Why are we doing this?" Yeah. <laughs> do, do you know? Do you know about knees? They're a mm-hmm. thing. They hurt. What this is doing to my knees is not in the bee's knees, Mikey. Like, it's what's not going the bee's on knees. here, man? It's not <laughs> the bee's knees. It's the be- broken it, knees. Nah. It is. The, yeah, the broken knees. That's what yes. the bee stands for. <laughs> um, so you find like lightning strikes. And you find your thing and yes. what makes you take it from this hobby or like this outlet in a way and turning it into a passion? I mean, it, it's, it's like you said, like it started as a hobby and then it became into what I called like an aggressive hobby where it was, I was just, you know, day, day and night, like thinking all about it. I'm like, okay, how can I get better? Like, I got to work on this beta. I got to work on this. Like, I really want to, you know get get this 14 and a half foot wall. I want to get the salmon ladder. Um, and about a year passes by and um, the uh, the owner of the gym, he was really gracious enough to uh, get me contacted one of one of the uh, challenge producers on the show American Ninja Warrior. And this was back in season nine. And so uh, he reaches out to me, um, the producer does, and I send him a photo of myself and I send a video of showing him like, okay, this is, this is what I can do on the course. And he goes, great, let's go ahead and invite you onto the, um, the course 
to be a tester. And I'm just like, whoa. Nice. That's cool. And so, yeah. So that was my first real experience of actually being like on the show course in, in season nine. And I was just honored to, to be there. I remember like I got, you know, I got a couple of obstacles and I definitely got wet. That's just what they tell you. It's just like, hey, yeah. as a tester, you're going to get wet. Enjoy the process. Like it's, you know, it's what we do here. You're, yeah. you're, you are wonderful and beautiful crash test dummies. And we want to make sure <laughs> that this course works. So and it, it involves you being wet and that, then so be it. Um, yeah. yeah. And so I, I got to be a tester for seasons uh, nine, 10 and 11 oh, uh, nice. for the, uh, for the LA region. Um, and it was just such a blast. And I remember, you know, making a lot of friends there. And um, I, remember, I remember felt like really good about how I tested in, in season 10. And I, in fact, like I, you know, I was able to do obstacles one through five um, for my, my test run, essentially. Um, and I was just like, maybe I should maybe I should really take the show, like going for the show seriously. And so that's when I started applying back in season 10. Um, and uh, I signed up for something called the, um, you know, now it's called the, the World Ninja League, but it used to be called the National Ninja League. I signed up for my very first National Ninja League uh, competition in 2018. And um, I placed for uh, the World uh, National Finals, my first try. Um, wow. I placed in the top Damn. three. And that, and I, like, there was like 35 other competitors there. And I just remember thinking, like, this isn't real. Like, I, I'm just, this is an aggressive hobby. And there was this part of me that was like, no, you love doing this. Like, this is a passion. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, okay, this, this is, I, I love doing this thing. Um, and so um, I unfortunately didn't do as well as I wanted to in the world. But the fact that I got the B at Worlds was huge, huge, yeah. you know, accomplishment for me. And I was just like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to do this. And so for starting in season 10, like so for five years, I had applied for the show um, and no luck, no luck. Uh, last year, I I'm thinking like, you know what, I'll, I'll do it again. Like, I don't think I'm going to get in, but I'm going to do it again. Why not? I'm going to throw it in. And, uh, you know, come January 30th of this year, I get an 818 call. And every ninja's looking for that. And and I just remember I was at my dinner table eating chicken nuggets and, like, you know, like... As uh, a grown man does, yeah. Chicken nuggets (laughs) and chocolate milk, you know? You're looking for a ninja diet, chicken nuggets and and chocolate milk. That's it. That's the secret? Mark of a true ninja. That's it. And I just remember, like, I'm like, and she has her phone out i'm like no and i literally like i i'm picking up the phone my i'm like trembling i'm shaking and sure enough the producer let me know that i got accepted as a official competitor for american ninja warrior season 14 hell yeah hell yeah yeah. you're doing all this and you're doing all this ninja training and all that kind of stuff yeah what else are you doing on the side like so so on the side i mean on the side like you know i'm definitely so my main career ended up turning into uh full-time just worship pastor and and i love what i do and it's and it wasn't because i think sometimes the misconception can be like oh if you're like if you're you know leading worship music like you didn't make it as a you know musician in the secular world or you didn't you know get signed to a label or something like that and and truth be told, I actually had an opportunity 
to be with a signed band um, before I chose, you know, being being a, a worship pastor full time. What made you reject that? Honestly, what what made me reject that, and it was hard to do because, sure. you know, I love the the band that I was with. Like I still talk to them. Like you know, I, yep. they're they're like brothers to me. And it was nothing with the band. It, it was just more so personally. I felt like I was encouraging people and I felt like I was doing something that felt really true to me and didn't feel um, as forced Mm -hmm. um, as the rest of the music that I was, that I was playing. And it's, and it's something that like I couldn't ignore as well. And also just on, on top of that, I mean, statistically, when you look at how many musicians make it, and and what I mean by make it is can have a full like affordable income where you can legitimately make a living off of you know being a musician and do music in your life. It's less than two percent in America, mm-hmm. and that's not even counting you know like the Bruno Mars and um, you you know like who, whoever else is kind of in that top tier. Like I'm technically in that two percent. Um, True and. The opportunity presented itself and I'm just like, I'm, you know what, like, I just, everything feels right about this and I'm, and I'm not going to say no. So that was honestly like, you know, this, this is definitely what I do as a living, like it's definitely my calling and I'm very lucky to do that um, in Ninja and a lot as, as well as that Ninja is also my passion. So I, yeah. I feel incredibly blessed and very lucky to, you know, be able to do what I enjoy uh, full time. So I would imagine that like, the, the music, all of the, because it, it seems that all of these really harmoniously coming together. And there's a lot, I think, like Mike and I might have thought about, like, you know, you're training for Ninja. And it's a lot of, like, physical uh, work that you're putting into strength training, stamina training, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But at least what I'm hearing from you and your passion about music is, like, and as well as your your faith kind of tying them both together it Mm -hmm. feels a lot like part of the training you go into your passion for ninja feeds into your passion for music as well like you're you're not only training when you're going into ninja gym it sounds like you're training when you like through your music as well and vice versa with, with ninja training yeah, and and you know, I and I tell you guys what, like, because um, I'll I'll go into I think a, a very pinnacle part that I would love to share with you guys in, in yeah, my major journey, please. and just so you guys know, like, this was a dream come true. Like, I have been waiting five years for this thing, and you know, all the stars seemed aligned. Just so grateful, um, and I'm still grateful for the uh, opportunity. You know, so grateful for the production of, uh, Ninja warrior. And they were really kind to me and just, you know, so gracious. Um, and I got to meet, you know, a lot of my heroes and, um, and new friends as well. And I just remember feeling physically ready, just good. I even had a tester buddy, uh, come up to me, uh, when we were going, you know, rules for the course, he put his hand on my shoulder. He was like, dude, you're going to finals. This course was made for you. Wow. And I'm like, yes! Like, I'm just like, I was feeling it. I was feeling so, yeah. so good that day. What? And my producer, I gotta ask you. Oh, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. What song is going through your head as, like, 
you're getting pumped up and like oh, you're you just getting this going. Song. You have, oh, to, have, a you have to. song. Okay, so this is like kind of I don't know how many people know this artist, but this is literally what I call like my pump up like workout getting ready like uh, like epic artist. Uh, his name's Woodkid. And um <laughs> shut up, are you serious? <laughs> yes. Run boy run. Yep. So it's literally it's it's Run Boy Run uh, oh, by, by Woodkid. Yes. And, and dude, the reason why I love Woodkid so much is like I mean I remember seeing him in an interview. He was like, I want the listener to feel like they're in their own movie. Yeah. And that's why it's always helped me. Like just because I'm like, yeah, like I'm I'm focused on I'm focused on what I need, what I'm choosing to be focused on right now, and I'm gonna go after it. I'm gonna get it. I walk up right up to the starting line, like it's the moment. And I'm looking behind me, I'm like, my name is on that board. I'm just like, I never, like, I'm getting emotional. I'm just like, I never thought I would see the day where my name is on that board behind me. I'm looking to the screen, I see my loved ones, I see my friends, my ninja friends back from California. I see my wife, I see Link. Um, and, you know, they're just so excited for me. I'm teary eyed and I, do this crazy bass solo to kind of like get myself amped up. They let me walk up with the bass and do like, you know, just go to town slapping on it. <laughs> and yes. like, they, you know, like this, the whole audience yeah. is like clapping along. I'm, I'm like, yeah, like I yeah. was just so ready. I was so ready. And I'm looking at the steps. I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I'm, I feel so amped right now. I'm just going to lean into the adrenaline. Like, you know, I'm just going to let myself get super pumped up and I'm just going to go. And I made it to the fifth step and fell right in the water. First oh, obstacle. Oh. And leading up to this oh. and leading up to this moment, I'm thinking in my head, you know what? I'm going to be fine just as long as I make it past the first obstacle. And you made it to the fifth step. I made it to the fifth step and... And, you know, I remember getting out of the water and, you know, I'm still, I'm still like really amped on adrenaline. I'm just going like thinking in my head, wow, wow, wow. And then I turn to the camera, like, you know, camera's like right on you, you know, you're on a, you're on a TV show. You gotta get that reaction shot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Here's, here's what's like really uncanny guys, because here's what were my real thoughts were going in my head. I was thinking to myself, like, wake up, wake up wake up i was thinking the the day that was my dream come true was also my nightmare come true. yeah mm. and that's what and that's what i was dealing with and that's what i was wrestling with but i still made a choice in that moment i turned the camera and i smiled <laughs> even though i didn't feel like smiling like i'm just i'm smiling yeah and I'm, and the, i mean it was literally it's hard to describe like it's almost like i was on autopilot because i don't the words were just happening, coming out of my mouth. And I was just like, oh, man, that's not what I expect to go. But, hey, you know what? I'm going to try again, and I'll see you next year. And they go, okay, cut. Like. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm so, so sorry. Like, even yeah. after all of and you had psyched yourself up so much. Oh, yeah. Getting into and that, too. Yeah. I'm really glad that I, I had my faith to really – get me through that because again like i mentioned before it was a choice mm-hmm. yeah. i had to i had to look at that 
failure, that defeat, um, and know that like this doesn't have to kill me. How, I mean, how did you how did you yeah. learn that? Um, it was one of the most devastating moments of my life. Looking back on it, um, it, it just in, in terms of um, devastation, uh, you know, sorrow. I, I felt like I was mourning my dream. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there was a lot of embarrassment, self-embarrassment, too. And luckily, like, you know, I was at I'm at the age where I can go like, hey, like no one's going to blame me or think less than me. But it really became a battle against myself Mm -hmm. um, for the next couple of months. Yeah. And and, you know, I just remember thinking like, God, like I felt like the stars were aligned, like I felt everything lined up like, you know, I, I don't hate you, but what what was that? Like, yeah. what was the point? Um, and, you know, ninja is my passion, but music is who I am. And so that's what I turned to, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's like I didn't have, it, it was just my natural reaction to just start writing. Um, like, just start writing this prayer out of my heart that I was just like, Look, I I don't know why it happened, but I'm just gonna trust that it's for a reason, and I'm gonna keep chasing that reason until it becomes clear. Now for a quick break, we would like to collaborate with people. You've got a product. We've got vocal cords. We, we can do. talk about. Yeah, we can talk about it. And if you would like to sponsor us, that would be amazing. But we'd like to give you a little bit of flavor of what we can do. I know it doesn't just dad come for yeah, exactly. It doesn't just come for free. So I got, I got a a thing that I'm gonna be, uh, uh you know, trying trying to sell you what? today. What are you trying sample. to sell me today? Okay, tell me. So today, tell me. today's mic, today's sponsor is believing in yourself. That's right. Whether you're a monotheist, polytheist, or just theism isn't your thing, believing in yourself is a crucial survival skill. Positive mental attitude be damned. For the low, low price of your self-esteem, you can gain exclusive access to feeling good about your life choices, not caring about what other people think, and most importantly, sleeping at night. Yeah. With believing in yourself, you can achieve the impossible, like climbing a mountain or finishing your screenplay. The possibilities are dreadfully endless. Truth. Use code feelgood to unlock a special message. Use code feelgood to unlock a special message. <laughs> Take five. Use code feelgood. <laughs> Use code feelgood to unlock a special message from your therapist saying that they don't know what this code is and you still need to pay them. Believe in yourself today. You want to know why? Yeah. 10 push-ups right now. Let's go. Do it. Go. <laughs> wow. I I think I have a customer. If you liked any of that, I know it's just flavor. <laughs> It's just, it's a little... It's just a little seasoning. A little seasoning. If you want the full, like, muy caliente, uh, give us a buzz, uh, feelgoodpodcast. At gmail.com. Or you can find us on the social medias, at feelgoodpod, 
on TikTok, on uh, on Instagram, uh, not not Twitter anymore. For the love of God, we can um, get verified though. <laughs> we can get verified real good. <laughs> but follow us. Hit us up if you want us to pitch anything that you ever wanted us to pitch. We love you, and let's get back to the interview. Absolutely. And scene. And scene. <laughs> I totally awesome. got like fuzz in my throat from doing those pictures. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're pouring yourself into your music, and yeah. you're writing this prayer and everything. Like, yeah. why, so, what's going through um, your mind as you're doing this? Yeah. So what's, what's going through my mind is like, I'm just like, I just have this, I have this heaviness in me and I just got to get it out. Um, and, uh, you know, musically I'm thinking like, okay, like the hook's actually not too bad. Um, and I remember, you know, um, uh, Eric, who's one of the, you know, the other worship pastor that I work with and we tour together, um, during the summer with our band, he's asking me like, Hey, have you been working on anything recently um and i just show him this song it's called let it be done and he says dude we got to make that a record like that's that's a hit Mm -hmm. um and so i'm like okay like and it that moment you guys was so humbling because one like it, it it showed that you know like all of us we all have room to grow Mm-hmm. Um, like we all have room to grow and two, I was just very thankful that, um, I made a choice in that decision to one, not give up on, on Ninja and, and, and not, um, you know, succumb to, uh, the ultimate failure is just quitting. Yeah. It's just deciding like, oh, I'm sure. going to, I'm going to decide to just drop it all together and, and not see this as a really, really cool part of a beautiful story. Um, and that's what let it be done is about. And it's like, whether, you know, no matter what you believe, each of us are a part of a story. Each of us are a part of a story and like any good story, there's some plots, there's some twists and there's some hard, hard parts to go through. And we all have a choice to, are we going to let this be the, the end of the story or are we going to let it be the end of a chapter that leads into something more later on and that we use as, um, as inspiration. And that was, and it's, and it's much easier. I was, I remember, I remember thinking these thoughts and at the same time feeling this is impossible. Um, and, and what was so cool, you guys, is we toured this past summer and, we um and by we i mean um a band i'm in called ccd worship um we toured uh across the summer we went to uh ohio we went to michigan we went to maryland um and we shared this song uh at conferences that we got hired to play at and i'll never forget the first show that i played uh the very first night we were playing let it be done every single student sang the song wow after the first time Damn. hearing it like literally on the first chorus they started singing it nice and i'm just fighting to hold back tears at this point um stone like whoa like this is my pain means something yeah like that yeah. ball means something you know what mm-hmm. i mean 
it, um, musical has that magical way of just being able to transcend just words and notes like there's that oh, yeah. like people can feel with music there's an emotion that's carried with every chord that's strummed with every word that's written and the context behind it and that's also the other fun thing that i like to find is that everybody can listen to the same song and have a different reason for why they love that song and a different thing that ties to it and with just what you've spoken about of you went through trials and tribulation and you had like what ultimately was like basically a death in a way uh yeah you went and attempted a thing and you stumbled and quote unquote failed in a way um that some people might see it that way but you found this way to lean on a resource of yours that helped you push through that helped you carry on and build yourself stronger to it and other people were able to also lean on to that in a way and i mean it was it was just uh, really cool to see that other people were able to lean on this this story this you know this prayer that had just happened to have lyrics that rhymed and you know musical notes behind it uh and have their own reasons to lean on it that were outside of my own for writing it in the first place I think every songwriter, regardless of your genre, um, is is just honored when, you know, something that was really a part of their soul can just inspire others. Um, yeah, and music is just so cool that way. How it can it can unveil the most raw emotion of humanity, um, in in ways that we can't even perceive until we're in it. I would love to, if you guys don't mind, yeah. I would love to actually tell like a really cool story that happened. Tell with, us. Um, yeah, to please. Students. Yeah. Buckle up, so, everybody. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> Dude, this. All right. This is heavy, but it's good. I promise. Like We love the heavy. Um. Yep. All the we heavy. Love all the heavy the and it emotionally yeah. means swole. the good. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I will never be as emotionally and mentally swole as Byron. Okay. Like, just like. <laughs> stop it (laughs) we're in michigan uh and this is probably the the third night um we we play this song and these are all high school students that are you know coming out from different churches that are you know um invited to this really big conference that you know ccb worship had the you know we love being a part of it and we're honored to be there and uh unbeknownst to me we're introducing a song, we play a song. These two students came in that week and um, their mom uh, is sick. And I mean really sick, like on her deathbed sick. Um, and they and they still showed up because they knew that that's genuinely what their mom wanted. Yeah. Um, like it's, you know, and I respect that. It's just like a you know, only, only they could really know what their mom's true desires were. Um, and you know, they believe that they, their mom wanted them to be there rather, you know, just stay with her kind of bedridden at home. And they hear the song, let it be done. And they send it to their dad and mind you, their, their mom has been pretty, uh, pretty much in a vegetable state. Um, 
for quite some time, unresponsive. Um, and the dad starts playing Let It Be Done. And for probably the first time in, in a while, um, the mom raises her hand, full extension, on her own, in reaction to hearing yeah. a song yeah. that came from me. And that was, from what I was told, that was the last thing that she did wow. before she passed. Wow. Yeah. Music's and, magic. Yeah. How's, that, how's that make you feel? I mean, I'm never going to forget her, her name. Her, her name is Monica, by the way. Um, her name in that moment is, is always going to stick with me. And that just, it made me feel... Here's an interesting word. Like, I don't want to use the word small, but I guess like humble is more appropriate. Like, I just felt like, man, God, this was so much. This song was so much bigger than me. That moment was so much bigger than me. I had no idea mm. what was in store and I didn't know the why of why I felt. But now I finally do. Yeah. I mean, I, th I, I find this so interesting because I think like, even for even for me in the in the place of my where I have my beliefs now, I'm definitely a yeah. lot more ag agnostic these days. And that's what I'll call it for lack of a better term. But it's mm -hmm. more about like I hear stories like this and it's always uh, to me about like w at least what I appreciate about the sense of faith, whether you're Christian, you're Jewish, you're um, mm -hmm. uh, you're Muslim whatever you believe in that sense of community is gr more grand and more ethereal than just what is in front of you because the points of connection and i'll you know i'll say there are definitely those people that i know mm -hmm. that they will look for that but then there's those like what you're telling us here it's this is very genuine moment where you didn't you didn't have to be in the room and she she made a connection to you and you made a connection right. to her both of you worked together without knowing each other to serve a moment for right for them yeah yeah and that's like and that's not only the power of music that's the power of that's to me, that's the power of you. That's the power of her. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's that. There's this is bigger, really big. It's really big, yeah. and there's this, like, for me, I I'm more of an atheist in these days, but there's still, like, with that level of community and also with that power of music. As we're chatting at the top of our conversation, you have the ability to physically see music. And be able to see the energy and you can see it like one color can give you maybe more of a melancholic kind of melody or this might be able to bring some positivity and like i i know the way that you play music and the way the things that you're able to compose and everything there and i can get a sense of what you wrote had heart it had compassion it had like a oh, purpose yeah. written into it 
that regardless of if you're a believer in Christianity, whatever it may be, there's a message that can still get across and there's a feeling that comes with it. And there's been studies that have gone to show of the brain responding to specific sounds and specific things, even within these vegetable states. And you were able to make something that was able to give this family a bright experience towards the bitter end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's what's crazy about it is just because like, I mean, like you were saying, like you guys are uh, saying that moment, um, that that song for me, because um, I've written I've written quite a few songs. That is one of the most raw and hardest songs for me to have ever written in my life. That was a hard song to write because I when I was writing the words, let it be done. Part of me was letting go. And actually saying, like, you know what, like, if I'm seeing this and if I'm saying this, that means I'm choosing to be okay with what happened with my mistake um, and and my shortcoming on the show. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's like, that was painful. That's like me. I'm like, no, I want to go back in time travel and, like, rewrite that. Like, I don't want (laughs) that. I was ready for the buzzer. Mm -hmm. Uh, But no, like, uh, and, and for me, for coming into that song in, in a in a painful aspect looking for a release from the pain this mother was looking for the same thing but in a more of a i'm ready let it be done i'm ready to go like i'm at peace yeah and that's what blows my mind that i could come from my brokenness can be used in a format of music to bring somebody peace. And that just blows my mind. That, it was, um, yeah. It's wild. I mean, mm-hmm. it's wild in the most amazing sense. But also to kind of to what Byron was speaking to earlier of this song was able to get to this woman by a community. And yeah. you have been able to kind of plant and harvest yourself within a sense of two very strong communities of Mm -hmm. the ninjas and also within your church and the general network that kind of comes along with that. What are some of, how does, how do these communities help you? I mean, it's always good to, I mean, it's easier when you're, when you're doing life with, like-minded people yeah i think that's an easy way to go about life but i also challenge that and i also feel like it's more fulfilling to do life with all people yeah don't just don't just peg yourself into one group because it's easy but challenge your thoughts and, and challenge the the way how you perceive the life that we live by putting yourself i mean you know because musicians and i was actually having a conversation with uh somebody from church the other day he was like dude i when i heard like your you know worship leader and then i heard you're a ninja warrior i was like nah i know he's not like (laughs) (laughs) preconceived notions (laughs) uh, oh yeah yeah. and then even like when i was like coming onto the job that i i'm i love doing i'm happy with now um like one of my best buds out here he just heard that i do like ninja warrior and he's like, all right, 
He's a jock. Like, he just works out, you know, 24-7. He's not a nerd like me. And literally, the first, like, dinner we had with, like, him and his wife and him and my wife, like, it was like a step bros moment where <laughs> he was, he, I was like, min, 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 Batman. I was like, you like Batman? Yeah, I like Batman. Which one? Uh, Which one? <laughs> I don't know. Kevin Conroy. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Like, And it was yep. like, yeah. <laughs> but I would say the way how the, the these two communities helped me the most um, is really just broadening perspective. Um, mm. And I'm happy to be, you know, with ninjas who come from all sorts of different backgrounds. And, you know, I'm a, you know, uh, born and raised Californian, as Mikey knows. Um, and to come out here and to be with, you know, my ch- church community and my band who, you know, again, we're uh, a, cl- a collection of different ethnicities and backgrounds and cultures. And what I love about them is like, do do all of us believe yeah like we believe but we all have different perspectives at the same time we're also not afraid to challenge each other and question it and to like you know play devil's advocate and go like but what about this what i'm learning from you is that you you invite that invitation to to challenge in conversation where others might not others might have uh, of your faith are going to probably just want to sit at like and with their hands covering their their head and just say you know la 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 because it's just more comfortable and it's i'm sure it, it doesn't surprise me now that like you're coming into this conversation with us and we're coming from a place with a little bit more lot more logic and things and we're coming together and having a, a quite a pleasant conversation if i'm if i'm not mistaken no what it's I terrible love it. it's awful <laughs> yeah it's i'm leaving what i'd love to understand here is that you're you're not irked by this idea of like anybody coming in and i uh, with this idea of you know look looking at what you go through and the way that you connect with people and be like fallacy, fallacy everywhere. Like what, right. How, how do you approach that idea of your, your faith being challenged in a way that allows you to still be able to come, come back to it and still be able to have your sense of self there? Is it like, is it this idea that it's, it, it it is unchanging and i have i've heard their piece i've heard my, like and we, and this is what we believe or is it like oh I, I they've just given me something that i can add to this yeah uh, and i think that's such a great question that i i wish more christians honestly would discuss and more and, and talk about more because i i look i look at you know Christianity, what the biggest thing that we're trying to aspire to is carry ourselves in a way that Jesus did when he was on earth. Now, like, regardless yeah. of which belief, Jesus is a real person, like, you know, he was on this earth. Look, and... I'm saying you're halfway there, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, man. Um, but honestly, it's, it's the fact that 
we should be open to more conversation and more inviting because that's what Jesus was. He challenged the Pharisees who were this, you know, this group of believers that were like so focused on, you know, saying the right things rather than doing what was right. You Mm, know what I mean? And I feel like that's where we can really miss the mark. And to, to really answer your question, when I go into conversation, I'm not trying to come in in this posture of I'm right and you're wrong. I'm always trying to come in this posture of, hey, I'm human, you're human. Let's talk about what we've learned so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll share with you what I know, and I would love to hear what you've learned. And when we do that, that opens up so much more possibility of the one thing that we all are capable of, which is connection, right? And like, you know, I'm, I'm a very like, you know, firm believer in, in what, um, you know, in my faith and, and what I believe, but I just don't think it's, it's just not productive to have a closed mind in the sense where, okay, if you're, if what you're saying complete, it completely count, uh, contracts what I'm saying, I'm just going to dismiss it immediately rather than have a conversation about it and see where we can come to an agreement. I have a great metaphor for this. So get this religion. It's like a silent disco and a variety of the conversations and communications and everything like that. Everybody has their own headphones on and they're doing different dances. They're listening to different things and whether it's Judaism, Islam, Christianity, Buddhism, atheism whatever it may be everybody's kind of doing their own thing but nobody's or i wouldn't say nobody but there's a power of taking off those headphones and kind of listening and hearing a little bit of what everybody has to say and as opposed to just being like oh that guy's listening to this nah that ain't good like take it off listen try something new hear something and you might learn something it might not be for you but it doesn't mean that there's not good there Take it, listen, learn. And, you know, that's the magical power of like a live band. Everybody's able to hear something, pick up something a little bit different. It's like an orchestra. It all comes together. So, yeah, while silent discos are fun and everything, you can listen to what you want to. Sometimes you got to take off the headphones and hear the full symphony sometimes. There's a great conversation to be had just about simply having conversations. Always. And not having those sort of barriers that are put onto us by our collective bubbles and being able to actually go and have the conversations and learn the whys as opposed to the what's. So I'd love to, I'd love to ask you like, and this is a a two part question in terms of Mm -hmm. coming to the table with a conversation like we have today. And I think we're only scratching the surface of what we can possibly be taught. This is definitely like conversation, religion, light mm-hmm. here. Yeah. We're solving yeah. all what the issues you... in this podcast right now. Oh, so yeah. let's Absolutely. let's do this. If there's anything, yes. it's so, us. Way. We got what would you... Every question about everything, it's right here, folks. Exactly. So. This is everything yes. you need to know. Like and subscribe. Uh, <laughs> 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 so here, here's what... I would love to give give some advice both to the side of people who are, um, wait, you know whether or not they're, 
atheist or agnostic or just generally not spiritual they're not putting a, a name on anything what would you mm-hmm. ask of them and how they approach the conversation and then on the flip side what would you ask of people of your of christianity your own faith of um of judaism of uh, muslims of people who are really focused in being in that space and forming those communities and believing in god i can almost there's just one question that actually comes up that i would almost want to ask both sides um of that spectrum and it's how did you get to believe where you're at now like how did you get there and I feel like that alone has such good potential for conversation because it, it no longer makes it about being right. It includes both people um, about their own personal journeys on how they got there. I love that um, so much. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, you know, it's it's very easy to come in when, you know, Again, like I'm a I'm a very you know firm believer in in my faith and, and what I believe in. Um, I could come in and just say like, "Yep, this is everything I believe." And if you challenge it, like I'll be uncomfortable, and I don't want to be uncomfortable, so I'm just gonna say I'm right and you're wrong, and just leave this conversation. Like that's too that's too easy um, because great conversations don't have to be comfortable. In fact, great conversations there should be some dissonance, just like a good story. Like there should be ups and downs and like, well, I don't agree with that. Instead of saying like, well, I don't like that you agree with that. The better question to ask is, okay, why? Because it gives them the floor to invite the person in. Um, and that's, and that's, and that's what I think is such a, a great question to ask anyone. It's just like, you know, I'm agnostic. I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure I sound like, okay, right. how did you get, how'd you get there? Um, I, I want to know. I'm curious. Yeah. And then that's like, oh, oh, this person actually wants to listen to me. Like, not just, not just like, tell me what, you know, he or she wants to say. They're inviting me. And that's so much more productive of a conversation than just coming in with, uh, coming in with, uh, you know, your hands up, so to speak. Yeah. Well, I think it's the intent and the ambition to make a connection with the unknown, mm-hmm. no matter what you believe. It's not about like putting yourself in that place. It's about, you know, what you allow yourself to, you know, taking, take the blinders off of you and yeah, taking the blinders off. Yeah. Yeah. So much more, so much more eye opening. Um, you know, I've, I've had such great, conversations with people outside of Christian faith um, and they didn't need to be Christian to have that great conversation happen. Yeah. You know, like it's, that's just facts. It, it's literal facts. It's the fact. Literal. Literal facts. Literal. <laughs> the facts of literal. Yes. But no, there, I think that's, that's a great point to be said of, you know, people can have conversations regardless of what you believe and who you are, where you come from, what economic status you are, whatever it may be, like people have the ability to have conversations with one another that can transcend those metaphorical boundaries that we put up. 
And it's literally up to us to have those conversations and yep. being able to have leaders within those communities, such as yourself, to promote those kind of messages of conversation as opposed to hatred or mm-hmm. having more of compassion as opposed to prevention and fear mongering. Right. And there's, there needs to be more of that out here in the world. And regardless of who you are, what you believe, like, oh, let me put in our tagline one more time. I'm going to say this right. Uh, (laughs) Do do good, get good, feel good. And if you're able to do all that, you're able to get something, either you get something out of it or you don't, but you will feel good at, in the end of being able to treat one another with respect. And everybody deserves that. So I'm going to drop the mic now and I'm going to just, yeah, (laughs) I'm good. Thank you so much. I can't (laughs) drop this one. I can't. Uh, It's two steps. I literally saw the mic out. I'm like, I'm literally, I'm just. You're like, well, I'm contractually obligated to drop this mic. (laughs) Robbie coming in with the props. Thank you so much. You got the memo. Thank you guys. All right, Robbie, we're coming up to the tail end of this. And I want to tell everybody where they can find you, where they can see your freaking ninja doing this and everything else and hear the fantastic beats that you be dropping. Uh, where can they find you? Where can they learn more about your future good? Yeah, absolutely, man. So uh, you guys can follow me um, on my Instagram page. Honestly, I post a lot of ninja updates and as well as my band updates on there. Robbie Jimenez, um, just R-O-B-B-I-E-J-I-M-E-N-E-Z, all lowercase. Um and if you guys want to listen to this song, that was such a, honestly, just a healing breakthrough for me and so many others. It's called Let It Be Done. It's by CCV Worship. You can find it on Spotify and on YouTube. So Check the link uh, below to listen in the and description, hear. We'll be posting about it too on our <laughs> social medias as well. And yeah, Robbie, thank you so much for being here with us today. We really appreciate you. Thank you, thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you guys for having me. This was such, such a good time. So Frick yeah. I feel good now. Do you feel I feel good? good. That's that's what I want. I feel good. Can you, tell, can you say oh. it louder for yeah. the people in the back? <laughs> I feel good! Beautiful. I knew that I Wow. Wow, that that was quite a ride. That was quite a ride. Oh, uh, I got that. I got. Let's the go again. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's up, Phil Goodies? We're back, and that was a great interview with Robert right? Menez. He's such a good guy, and has always had such a warm heart um, yes. in regards to giving and everything. And I'm so glad that you gave us a chance to chit chat with you and hear about your stories and your success. Thank you so much, Robbie. Robbie. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Byron, yes. what did you take away from this episode? The, I'll call it the power of serendipity. So okay. I felt like something that I hearing Robbie talk about the connection, the progression from going from his failure with American Ninja Warrior all the way to writing his song, Let It Be Done, to the connection he made with that family for their mother. It's, that to me, I think is like when I think about 
what religion is supposed to be and the families and the people and what makes what can make religion and believing in god such an amazing thing is that moment of connection where you don't have to be in the room you don't have to have really physically met someone you just have that ability to make that connection with people ethereally Mm -hmm. i think that ability to be able to see those tethers i think that's something that i really admire is having the open-mindedness to see those tethers and connections i think and even for myself i try to be open-minded but i don't look for those tethers in whether it's a, a more figurative or metaphorical sense or just spiritually I don't think about that in my day to day because, again, I, like I said at the beginning of the episode, I feel like I spend so much time trying to ground myself in the present, what is physical and tangible in front of me, and not take those more figurative or metaphorical things so seriously. But when you can have a moment to be able to really think, think in that way, see those connections, it becomes a very powerful thing and you become a part of people's lives Mm -hmm. it's i i felt very moved by that yeah and i'm i'm very thankful to hear that robbie is such a strong person in being able to take his pain and make it something that can heal someone else that i think is really the biggest part of what i took away from for me yeah um yeah that's cool mike what what did you think of our conversation what did you take away i think the biggest thing that i took away is something that one i've always appreciated with robbie um and something that i i recently have really come to value which is just that general sense of community um yeah and seeing it in real life of Robbie has a variety of different communities that he is able to go to and rely on uh, for sources of support of the ninja community, which is huge. And the people who are in it are in it. They are steeped in a variety of obstacle training and also motivating. Um, If one fails, they will help you kind of bring it back up. Same with his Mm. church and the group that he performs with like they all help build each other up and i think that's something that for me i've always friends have always been my chosen family um because as an only child i had and i was moving around a bunch i'd never really had a set group that i can just always go to so i was always kind of floating with different friends of wherever i was so i chose these people to be my support system and as time has gone on and as i've moved up here to the pacific northwest in semi sort of a reset in some ways and finding a new community to immerse myself in with people who are loving and caring and will help at like the drop of a hat like it's awesome 
to see that power of community and how much it can amplify one's character if for good also for bad but here on the feel good podcast we focus on the bright side of things so i'm very thankful for just hearing more and more about the good side of Mm. community and i really appreciate it robbie thank you so much Thank you, Robbie. Uh, if you want to see more of Robbie's Spider-Man Ninja action or also hear some of his music and everything, you can find him on Instagram at Robbie Jimenez. And please go give him a follow. Please tell him that we sent you. Go listen to Let It Be Done on Spotify and YouTube. Yes. Go yeah. there. Find it. it. Link in the bio. Yeah. Um, if you want to follow us, you want to learn about who we're going to be interviewing next or just general updates about the podcast. Uh, you can find us at Phil good pod on Instagram, on TikTok, on, you know, like, and subscribe on YouTube and give us a follow on any platform where you're listening to your podcast. Give us a review. All of five stars things. Yes. Five star rating. It helps us out so freaking much. Significantly. If you want to get in touch with us, you want to make suggestions of people you think are going to be interesting for us to talk to, or you want to collaborate with us in any way. We are feelgoodpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Even if it's just say hi. Yeah. Because we love you. We love you. We do. We do. Absolutely. This is our community. Feel goody two shoots. Mm -hmm. So, ladies and gents, we're going to have another fun episode for you in two weeks. It's going to be definitely different uh, than than this episode. So, uh, buckle up, and that one's going to be fun. Uh, We're going to be chatting. Hold on to your butts, everyone. Yeah, we're going to be chatting with a comedian, and it's going to be super fun. So, uh, much love, everybody, and we'll catch you on the flip. The flop. Feel Good Podcast, hosted by Mike Osgood and Byron Filler. Find us on Instagram and TikTok at feelgoodpod, F-I-L-L-G-O-O-D-P-O-D. You can also find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you on the flip-flop. <laughs>